Welcome to my first ever audio version of Positives, Needs and Hopes. This is Mike McDonald and this one's called Arsenal Don't But Arteta Does. Mikel Arteta won't feel like he walked away with a win yesterday. Yep, did he personally get a win? As the coach of the team, he may never know or feel this personal victory, but I'd imagine when he pauses, he will realise if one of his coaching staff doesn't tell him beforehand. What is this madness I speak of? We drew the game, right? The team did, and even though he's the biggest part of the team, he walks away with another nugget in the respect bucket. A personal win amidst the fog of frustration. After the game, Lacazette said this in response to being asked what happened in the first 30 minutes. We didn't respect the coach's instructions he said. He wasn't prompted to say that either. Shortly after this interview, I read this from Arsenal fan and match reviewer Alan Alger. As someone who watches every single minute of both of these teams all season, that's the best, most comfortable 15-minute opening to any game West Ham have had for a long time. Hmm. These quotes can mean one of two things. Either the team don't respect Arteta, or they learnt a huge lesson in the value of respecting their coach. The clue to which is in Lacazette's honesty. Spurs' players had the chance to say similar on Thursday, but they don't feel that way. Arsenal's, Arsenal's players let themselves down. The fans down, and more pointedly, their coach down in that first period. The second clue was given in the choice to step up and dominate the second half, as a coach with no voice would have seen his side lose 4 or 5-1. So, what was the pre-game message? We will never know, but we can all safely assume that concentration was a part of it. Arteta admitted after the game that our current group have two faces. The perfect description there will come a point that may have arrived already that makes him realise that this may not be fixable with words or coaching and that it may need new players who have greater levels of concentration. He has got us to the point that we can compete tactically and technically. Physically, we are close. Mentally, it's an absolute coin flip. We struggle to ever stay focused for an entire 90 minutes there are a handful of players that can relax to yoga state at any given time. Arteta has had an I told you so moment. He can comfortably tell them, you would have won if you'd have listened to me. So Arsenal didn't win, but Arteta did. His message in the near future will be on repeat in the players' minds, as they will remember yesterday. If they don't, I'd say, they know the consequences will go beyond the current high level of competition in the squad. It will be at the forefront of Arteta's mind this summer, and for some, it will be simply too late. To be fair, we showed a very strong mentality to come back. That cannot be ignored. We just wish we didn't have to be embarrassed in order to focus. The positives... 
Not only was Odegaard the thrust behind our recovery, but he was the hope in the midst of our unfocused start. The importance of this cannot be lost. A player who gives you hope both in the good and bad is the first name on the team sheet. The centre of the field was compact, game long, and yet West Ham couldn't dispossess him or stop him creating. The sign of an elite player is having the same soft feet in heavy traffic as he has on the open road. A true conductor's performance. His best performance to date too. It has become blindingly obvious that he is the solution to our creative need. It now becomes up to others to make this happen. Interestingly, he has already played more minutes in the league for Arsenal, 474 minutes, than in his entire Real Madrid career, 264 minutes. Credit Orbinio there. This will certainly help. That might have been Lacazette's best game too. The West Brom game in the snow was rather good, but this was more important. He offered himself as a creative force, a pivot that not only protected the ball well, but twice split the defence wide open. His first finish may have deflected, but it's rare to see him have success with two touches in the box. The goals, and more importantly, the threat of goals, has been what's kept him on the bench. The exact opposite can be said of Aubameyang, who hasn't played as well as Lacazette, but seems to make us believe that he will still score. Hmm. Callum Chambers has given Arsenal a very good problem. The timing and delivery of his crosses, combined with his obvious defensive attributes, makes me question what we do with him. Firstly, I suggest we rotate Chambers and Cedric for the rest of the season. Secondly, I think he is an excellent squad player to have at the club long term. There will likely be a group of senior players that will leave soon. There are a group behind them, including Chambers, who maybe haven't had the opportunity to be a voice in the changing room. In summary, Chambers is a consistent 7 out of 10 player, and sometimes better. I simply can't say that of Bellerin. I feel like I saw what was practised at Colney in preparation for this game. The Lacazette one touch round his shoulder to a bursting Saka stood out for me. It worked twice and nearly worked more. The reverse pass from Odegaard setting up the goal was my favourite moment of the game. I'm a strong believer that the best way to penetrate a low block is with deception. Every West Ham player thought he was passing left, and so he fooled nine players in one moment. Chambers' cheeky outside of the foot pass to Lacazette, who lobbed the keeper, was another deceptive moment that beat their entire back line. More of this, please, Arsenal. Second Premier League game in a row that Pepe hasn't been the main event, but has been crucial. Right foot perfection, too. Martinelli wasn't a factor, but the statement that the substitution made was big. Firstly, it gets him involved again. Secondly, to take off your main goalscorer when you are losing is a compliment and a statement, both. The needs. Was the lack of automatic connections in the first 30 minutes down to the new look forward line? 
Is that something we can criticise? To be fair, it should take a while to get a groove. Not sure that this was the biggest factor in the slow start, though. It was enlightening to me that there were two players in particular that were hiding in the first 30 minutes. On the rewatch, I consistently saw Aubameyang and Xhaka either standing behind or next to an opponent or moving too late. If they would have moved as the ball is moving, then our willingness to play one touch would have prevailed. You can tell when Arsenal are rattled. It's seen in how they clear the ball. When we are composed, we pass it out and progress. When we aren't, we send it. And because we aren't aggressive up front, it comes right back. That first half could have been fixed with what I assume will show up in the summer. We needed a ball carrier. Someone that can turn in tight areas and accelerate through a compact midfield. The stress was in central areas. It needed someone to release the tense air. As much as we are upset that half of our team wasn't looking at that quick free kick, I'm not sure that I can entirely blame them. John Moss was walking towards the ball with his spray already out. I believe that I'd assume the same as the players did, and therefore I'm not going to go in two-footed. Saying that, you should never turn your back on the ball, ever. With the effort and goals that Lacazette brought, I'm wondering if Aubameyang will get back in the team post-international break. Hmm. The hopes. After mentioning that Arsenal will likely buy a ball carrier this summer, here are the three options I'd be looking at. Aurelien Chouameni from Monaco, Zambo Anguissa from Fulham, and Ryan Gravenberg from Ajax. Chouameni is one that may be a new name to you. I've only discovered him in the last couple of months. Young, super high ceiling, Comfortable to play with tempo as well as advanced play himself. The stereotypical modern-day athletic midfielder. You may want to go on the blog itself to check out the YouTube video I posted there of Chumeni. Worth a watch for sure. Final thoughts. I wanted to thank Danny from a Burkamp Wonderland. Thanks, Danny. He's been nudging me to try recording my articles as an audio alternative for quite a while now. Just hope that it lived up to his vision. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for listening.